Welcome to the Victorian Parent Council VPC Parent Podcast Series. VPC is a registered charity organisation dedicated to everyone who support parents in educating their children. I'm Jackie Vanderveld, your host today. Welcome. Uh, my name is Jackie Vanderveld and welcome to this VPC live event. It's a very special night tonight. We have Sue Bell from VCAA. Um, she is the Executive Director of Senior Secondary Certificate Reform. Wow, Sue, what a, what a life you've had in the last couple of years getting ready for this one. Um, previously, Sue served as the President of the Victorian Association of State Secondary Principals and as a former principal of um, Wontana, is that right? Wontana. Wontana College and Assistant Principal, Acting Principal of Melbourne High School. She's also has had experience in the tertiary sector as an Executive Principal of Monash College. So we've really got a, a very experienced person here this evening to tell us about the new changes that are coming up. Uh, folks, we do have some questions that you sent through to us and we've worked those into our, into our program. Uh, but if you do have questions, uh, please use the Q&A button at the bottom of the screen uh, and that way you can send your question through to us anonymously and we will either answer them on the screen and I know that we do have uh, Vera and Ash who are on the call as well uh, from the team at v, uh, VCAA. They may very well, I might defer to them, they might very well answer the question in text form to you. Um, we do have a, a chat function that allows you to communicate directly with us on the panels. So either one of those options is available to you this evening. So without any more delay, where you go, Sue, the, the floor is yours. Thank you, Jackie. Uh, I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the lands that we're all meeting on the, tonight and pay my respects to their elders past and present and to emerging leaders. Um, I'd also like to thank the Victorian Parents Council for providing this opportunity for me to speak to parents. Sometimes in our role as public servants, it's hard to actually find a way to make contact with parents. So uh, it's great to have this opportunity. Fantastic, okay. You may have seen this ad on television recently, many talents won VCE or on Facebook, Instagram, or maybe even on a bus stop near you. So this has been one of our ways to inform the Victorian community about the changes that are happening to VCE from next year. So many talents won VCE, we're very proud of it. I actually am with the Victorian Curriculum and Assessment Authority, and we're a separate statutory authority connected with government, of course, and our role is to provide the curriculum for Victorian schools from early years, you know, down at kindergarten level and preschool level, right through to year 12. So that's our role, and that's why we're integral to this change. So the big news is the VCE is changing from next year. We've been working on this for, for two years, so it, um, it isn't anything new to us, but to many people, you're still just finding out about it. So the good news is the Victorian Certificate of Education that many of you know, I'm sure, through your children or even through yourselves, that remains the same, the VCE. So students will choose subjects as they've done year 11 and year 12, their schooling um, will lead them on to where they want to go after year 12. 
So what's new is this new VCE vocational major. It's a new program within the VCE itself. In the past, we have the Victorian Certificate of Applied Learning or VCAL, Intermediate and Senior. And that has been now revamped, uh, a quality brush placed over it, and it has been placed into the VCE itself. We also have a brand new certificate called the Victorian Pathways Certificate. It's for students in year 11 and 12 who aren't yet ready to work at the level of the VCE. So that could be for a whole range of reasons. It might be students who've had a lot of time off school because they've been sick. It might be students who disengaged with education at some stage and have missed large chunks of it. Uh, it might be students who are working at a, at a lower level and need additional support. It might be students who uh, need additional assistance. So it could be run in mainstream schools, it could be run in specialist schools, depending on where people see that need. So what we're actually doing is changing from 2023. We've taken the VCAL program and we have placed over it the level of support that has always been given to the VCE. It hasn't always been given to VCAL at that highest level. So we've developed a brand new curriculum with brand new teaching resources. We've developed a quality assurance process, which will ensure that this is delivered in a high quality way in schools right across Victoria, that there won't be variance. In the past, there has been some variation and then better workplace experiences for students and better access to the additional study that students in this sort of course do at a local TAFE, uh, the VET study that they do. So uh, it's been a busy time for us, but we're pretty proud of it. So what I've got to show you, you might have already seen something like this in your school recently at your uh, parent information night or curriculum information night, but I thought it was a good spot to actually start. And let's see how we go. It's time to choose your pathway for year 11 and 12. And it's important to understand what's ahead. Year 11 and 12 students study a two year certificate, the Victorian Certificate of Education, normally called the VCE. This is an exciting time in education in Victoria. And from 2023, there'll be two ways to obtain your VCE. You can still enroll in the current VCE, but soon you'll be able to choose to enroll in the new VCE vocational major. This is a two year vocational and applied learning program, which replaces and builds on the strengths of the Victorian Certificate of Applied Learning, VCAL. We'll explain both options in this video. The VCE is Victoria's senior secondary qualification that opens pathways to university, higher level TAFE or VET certificate courses, apprenticeships, traineeships, and employment. There are over 90 subjects to choose from across English, humanities, science, mathematics, technologies, arts, physical education, and languages. Your school will provide you with a list of subjects they'll be offering. First and foremost, you should consider choosing subjects you enjoy that will lead you into a future you want. Each subject has four units. A unit is usually completed in one semester. You generally complete units one and two in year 11 and units three and four in year 12. Some students might choose to start their VCE early and complete units one and two in year 10 and units three and four in year 11. 
Most students choose six subjects in year 11 and drop back to five in year 12. But there are different combinations around this timetabling. In year 12, you also have study periods where you complete work outside of class. In VCE subjects, you'll complete assessment tasks that are graded by your teachers. In year 12, you'll also complete end of year exams. The scores you receive for your unit three and four tasks are added together to make up your study score, which is a number between zero and 50 that indicates your ranking in relation to all other students doing that subject in that year. If you successfully complete the VCE with study scores in four subjects, including an English subject, you will achieve an ATAR. Additional subjects can add to this number. Every successful VCE student in the same year is ranked from the highest score downwards, creating the ATAR ranking, which is then used by universities to determine how they offer positions on their different courses. The other way to study the VCE is to choose the new program that sits within it, the VCE Vocational Major which is also a two-year program through years 11 and 12. It focuses on putting practical real-life skills into action and will help you to understand and work towards your future by immersing you in different experiences of the world of work. You'll use practical application of knowledge and skills in real-world environments, incorporating community-based activities and teamwork. There are no examinations, apart from the general achievement test or some scored VET subjects and no study scores, which means students won't receive an ATAR for university entry. Instead, you're assessed by your teachers on how well you achieve on the set learning goals. The VCE vocational major offers a pathway into apprenticeships, traineeships, further education, or directly into a job. You'll study at least 16 units over two years, including the core units, literacy, numeracy, work-related skills, and personal development skills. Some of your time can also be spent on structured workplace learning, where you gain valuable knowledge and credits for your certificate units for on-the-job training or work placements. Whether you choose the VCE or the VCE vocational major, you can also choose to add VET programs to your course over your final two years. Whatever your interests, there's a huge list of VET programs to choose from. Building and construction, automotive, health, hair and beauty, and many more, which are offered at local TAFEs or in your own school. VCE vocational major students need to complete at least two VET units at Certificate 2 level or above, which is 180 nominal hours. Whether you want to take on university, TAFE, an apprenticeship or traineeship, or head straight into a job when you finish school, there is a senior secondary pathway that will help you get there. Talk to your careers practitioner to help choose a pathway that best suits you. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. Okay, thank you. Some of you will be sitting there going, I knew all of that, and you'll, you'll be the experienced VCE parents who've been through subject selection before. But we have to go into that detail because some parents just beginning on this journey with younger students don't have quite all the language uh, about how to understand VCE. So I thought I'd just define a bit of the language more, particularly to do with the vocational major. So vocational learning itself is to do with the workplace. So learning activities that take place in a real or possibly even a simulated workplace that students do as part of their studies at school. Structured workplace learning, shortened to SWL, 
is when students spend a day a week, so you know, every Thursday, they might be out in a work placement. So they might be um, working on a building site with a builder. They might be working at a childcare centre. They might be um, working with a teacher in a primary school or a secondary school. Uh, they could be doing all sorts of different things. And the big one is applied learning, which is actually, believe it or not, the highest level of learning. And it's where students take the things that they've been learning about in theory in either the classroom or a workplace and then put it into practice. And then they reflect on the outcome of that and prove on it, improve on it next time. So to give you an example, this is a really simplified example, but um, I might be going to visit a student who's in structured workplace learning and they're on day one in a cafe in the centre of Melbourne and they're learning to be a barista. And on that day, they actually make me a cappuccino and sadly it turns out to be weak, cold, not very fluffy, not to my liking at all. And so the student going through a process of reflection will think about the quality of the coffee that they've given me. They'll have a talk to somebody to find out what they did wrong, what they could do better. They'll put in a, plate, a plan, a place of how to improve it. And when I come back and visit them the next day, they'll deliver me a, a coffee, which is definitely more to my liking. So that's it in a, in a minuscule way. You can imagine how that could apply to a whole range of areas of learning. So more applied learning than theoretical learning in this. So why are we changing in Victoria? So the state government commissioned a review of vocational and applied learning in 2019. It was done by a man by the name of John Firth, who's a previous CEO of the Victorian Curriculum Authority. And he delved pretty deeply into schools right around Victoria uh, that offered vocational learning and to schools that didn't offer it as well, because not every school does. So what he found was that quality vocational applied learning leads to really strong future outcomes. Students really spend this time focusing on themselves, learning the skills that they need to be successful in the future, getting motivated to do that work and getting ready for going on to the next phase of their life. Um, currently, there's outstanding delivery in many schools of this in Victoria of the old VCAL program. But many schools don't offer uh, VCAL, probably because it wasn't the VCE, which is what John Firth found. And he said, you know, make it the VCE and the schools will offer it. And that is what we're finding. But there are also some schools who didn't do it very well. And because we didn't have a good enough quality assurance process over it, and we didn't provide schools with really quality documented curriculum, they were making it up as they went along in some schools and they needed more support to do that. So it was inconsistently delivered across Victoria. And that meant that in some schools, it was held in incredibly high regard and parents and students would go, it was the best thing that's ever happened um, to those young people. And in other schools, they'd go, no, that was a waste of time. So our job has been to make sure that it is quality and consistently applied in all schools that are offering it. So what the government did after the review was done, they committed to accepting all the 38 recommendations from the review about lifting the quality and the perception of vocational education. 
helping more students access high quality applied learning programs. So for example, all state government secondary schools have been asked to offer this program from next year, even though they haven't done that in the past and then providing uh, a better access to the VET programs that are run through TAFEs uh, or in schools. So programs that give students skills they need to move successfully into further training and jobs post-school. So we've still got the VCE running as it has always run and students doing that program can choose any range of jobs that they still want to do. Further study after VCE, leads on to their jobs or they can also go into um, into training but what we know is that nearly 80 percent of students leaving year 12 go on to further study at TAFE or university immediately from school more will then enroll in subsequent years so when I was principal of Monterna College I had um, I was really thrilled to have a fantastic VCAL program and I had students who went from there into TAFE and then into apprenticeships, or they went into TAFE and did a diploma, then went on and did a bachelor's degree and then went on and did a master's degree because that was, they found what they wanted for their future. So it's actually projected that more than nine in 10 new jobs will require post-school qualifications, university or TAFE. So times have changed those um, really low skilled jobs that we, um, our parents probably had in the past or people we knew, they just really don't exist as much anymore. And increasingly we're requiring of young people that they have post-school qualifications. It was interesting, happened to, I'm going to be honest with you here, was happening to watch the Sunrise program this morning and they had this list of the top 10 jobs of the next few years. I think it's come out because the federal government's about to uh, run a seminar on skilled workforce and where we're going. But you can see there, obviously, you know, lawyers and doctors are all still incredibly high demand, but there's growth areas for work in Victoria. So construction managers and civil engineers, you can see why um, we would be needing those with their high level of qualifications. Early childhood teachers now, uh, are going to have um, the same qualifications uh, uh, as other teachers and um, bachelor degrees or master's degrees, registered nurses, and then into the IT area, information communication technology analysts, software app programmers, um, electricians, chefs, child carers, and age and disability carers. So you can see in Victoria, um, there are just so many choices for young people. And I must admit, when I used to show parents around our school and I'd ask them the question, you know, why are you choosing this school? What do you want for your child? And I was expecting they'd say, oh, I want them to get a high ATAR so they can go to university or I wasn't really sure what else. And pretty much they all said to me, I want my child to be happy. I want them to do something that they want to do, that they can do for their life. Uh, and they can enjoy going to work. So it's really interesting to understand these young people that we, you have as your children and we work with as educators every day. What is it that is going to engage them in their thinking? Uh, and how do they find out what that is? I think that's always a really big question. So 
Just back to the certificates then. So as you can see, what we now have is the Victorian Certificate of Education and students can choose a major in it, which is basically four set subjects, which I'll come to in a moment, which they, they have to do. Uh, and the VCE continues to take students into university or to apprenticeships or traineeships or VET or into the world of work if they want to go straight to work after year 12. Um, the vocational major will take students to apprenticeships and traineeships VET. It won't take them directly to university because they won't be able to access an ATAR score through doing the vocational major. So that's a really important distinction parents need to understand. Ultimately, if that's what they want to do, they can, but it certainly would get them into TAFE. The Victorian Pathway Certificate, which is for year 11 and 12 students at a slightly lower level, um, they could, um, when they're confident enough and feel they can, they could cross over into the vocational major or the VCE, or they could go into entry level VET, or they could go into the workforce. Lots of choices there. So let's just look at the requirements and the similarities and the differences. So the VCE, as you probably know, is a two-year senior secondary certificate. That's a requirement of our, our accreditation. It's an Australia-wide thing for a senior secondary certificate. And it was one of the reasons we had to change VCAL because it was only a single year. As the video showed you, there are more than 90 subjects called studies to choose from. A lot of them are languages, huge number of languages and also vocational education and training subjects, the VET ones, where students can um, one afternoon a week can go to their local TAFE or their own school might run a VET. So a unit has, um, the study has four units, unit one and two in year 11, three and four in year 12. Most students in VCE complete between 20 and 24 units, but they require a minimum of 16 to be completed satisfactorily to get their VCE. The only compulsory study in the VCE is one of the English studies. So they can do English, English language, English literature, or EAL. They're the choices for them. Their teachers assess their work in school uh, and they're graded. And then they have their final exams, which lead to their study scores, which lead to the ranking of an ATAR, you know, the students in the newspaper who get 99.95. Um, uh, down in a ranking order. So that's how the VCE itself works. The vocational major sits within it. So there's a lot of comparison, uh, but there are some distinctly different things. So it's still a two year secondary certificate. We know students who stay at school till the end of year 12 have better life outcomes. They actually uh, find it easier to get jobs and they earn more money over their lifetimes and they actually have better health outcomes, any student who stays through to year 12, which is fantastic. They also have to get a minimum of 16 units for completion. They'll probably do more than 16 units, but um, because they spend tend to spend a day a week out in the workplace, they don't have time to do quite as many units. They have five set compulsory subjects that they have to do between um, two and four units of. So instead of one of the VCE Englishes, they do VCE literacy, they do VCE numeracy. Now that's a bit interchangeable 
um, schools can actually have them doing, um, they might do VCE foundation maths, for example, if the school offices instead of the VCE numeracy. So some of these things will be changed slightly just for those two subjects. Then there are two other required subjects. One's called VCE personal development skills. That's where the young person focuses on themselves and understands their levels of emotional intelligence and what emotional intelligence is, how people get on, how people get on in the workplace. And then they start looking outside themselves and becoming involved in community activities. So organizing things within their local communities, activities that help other people, uh, which can be quite life-changing for many young people. The other subject, which is a real hallmark of the vocational major is work-related skills, where students look at the world of work and begin to understand what their place might be in it. So it's their opportunity to really explore what their interests are, what they're good at, what that might actually lead to, how they would get there. So they develop a, a plan on where they're heading. Uh, then they look at things like occupational health and safety and the laws of workplace, uh, which is a really important thing for them to understand as well. So uh, culminating in a fairly major project on that. So that's pretty exciting. Students love that because it's about themselves. And often it relates to um, their time in a structured workplace, learning workplace and to their vet. They also need to complete two units of a VET subject over the two years. They'll complete more, quite a number of them will complete more, but they have to have a minimum of two. And then if they've got any time left and they want to do some other VCE subjects and the school can fit it into the timetable, they can do that. So a lot of schools offer subjects like VCE business management because, or VCE accountancy, because that goes beautifully for young people who might be ending up going out and starting their own business or, or taking on some business related um, work. So they gain credit, so they can get two units credit for their time in the workplace, adding to their 16 units. Uh, but the big thing here is there are no study scores. So this is what's called standards-based assessment. So students have um, a rubric that describes what the qualities of each of the um, skills that they're learning are in a graded fashion, and they can work towards um, doing as well as they want, or even a little bit better. Uh, and they'll get that score from their teachers, but it doesn't translate into the same type of score as a VCE. So they won't end up with study scores and they won't end up with an ATAR. What we find at the moment in VCAL is that most of the students who are doing it don't want an ATAR because they don't actually want to go to university. They want to go to TAFE. Uh, they're very keen to do that, or they want to go into the workplace. So um, they don't actually need an ATAR. A lot of university entry now is, or TAFE entry is through portfolios uh, that students have developed. So what pathway is best for students? It builds on the learning strengths and aspirations of each of the students. So VCE students, there's a classroom focus where the students work in a particular subject area. It might be geography, it might be a language, and they build a deep knowledge of that subject area of the content. They do apply theoretical skills and knowledge through experiments and practical activities. Uh, and they can actually add a vocational focus through a VET subject if they want to, but many don't. 
So the vocational major is what's called this applied learning focus. So everything basically focuses on the student's future and through real world learning contexts. So if a student is studying occupational health and safety in the class, they won't actually sit there necessarily and read a book about it. They'll get on a bus and they'll go out to a workplace and they'll see how it works or they'll apply it in their structured workplace learning visit. Um, they will do reading about it. Um, one of the things that we do in literacy is help them come to grips with some of those really complex uh, manuals that you have to work through in the workplace. Or my favourite, they teach them how to use the MyGov uh, website, which I think most of us struggle with. They learn in the classroom, but they also learn in the workplace and they learn in the community. So it's highly active, uh, a highly active way of um, learning. They develop project management skills because they do a lot of organising of events, which is really fantastic, and they develop a deep understanding of others. The Victorian Pathways Certificate is for students not yet able or ready to complete the VCE or the vocational major, and it's really tailored, as the, the vocational major is, to the needs of the individual student. So teachers take the student from whatever their point of need is, and we focus on learning growth. It's done somewhere over 12 months or more if needed. There's no set time for the VPC. Students can um, do it over two or three years. I mean, there'll be some students who will do it over three years if that's what suits their learning. Um, 12 units they need to complete. And they're very similar to the vocational major units. You'll see there, they've all got the same names and that's deliberate. And the curriculum has a real crossover in similarity. So for example, there might be a student who has some additional learning needs, who's in a mainstream school and wants to stay in that mainstream school in year 11 and 12 and stay with their friends. So if that school is running a vocational major class, they can put the VPC students and the vocational major students together in the same class. The VPC student will be doing similar work, but at a slightly lower level. So really tailored to the needs of that student. And, you know, if they want to, eventually they could move, move across into the vocational major or VCE, or they would leave and, and when they finish and go into an entry level vet or straight on to employment. So where do they go after? I think we've talked about that probably. VCE basically, you know, depending on your score, um, you can get into the university course that you want, you can go into TAFE, or you can go into an apprenticeship or an employment. Um, depending on what it is that you're interested in. The vocational major, you can go into any tertiary option that doesn't require an ATAR. Uh, so apprenticeships, traineeships, further ed training or alternate university entry. There are quite a number of universities now like Swinburne, um, Victorian University, Fed Uni in, in the regions uh, where students don't require an ATAR. And there are lots of possibilities there. Um, they look at those portfolios and other things that you've done. And the VPC, uh, you can head into a, an entry level vet or straight into a job, or if, if they wish, they can go into the vocational major. So that's basically, um, I might stop sharing there. 
um, sorry, there is more information on a website, uh, vic.gov.au1vce, if you want to actually have a read about some of these things. But I'll stop sharing now. And uh, Jackie, we might, have we got time for questions? We sure do. And, and right. we have questions. Good. Excellent. <laughs> we have questions. Okay. So the first one tonight, which is actually a bit of a, 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 quite a few parents have asked this. So we've tried to bundle it up for you. So if we've got um, children who do have specific learning disabilities, uh, those with uh, ASD and some others that might be challenged, have some challenges with ADHD, how do the new choices support children with those additional needs? So both the vocational major and the VPC are designed with the student at the centre. And whilst there might be a class of 20 students, the teachers, as they do for VCAL now, all start from the needs of the individual student. And so not everybody in the class will be studying the same thing at the same time. Uh, there's a lot of project-based learning. So the teacher will set up the project with the student depending on their needs and, uh, and their abilities. And really what they do is, uh, they're, they're chief motivators, I think. Uh, they work really closely with the student to encourage them and give them feedback on the successes they're having and suggesting what it is that they can do to move forward in that. So um, yeah, I think students with additional needs are really well catered for in these programs. And, you know, they can pick it up and fly with it at whatever level that they're at. Terrific. Well, that's just a little bit exciting, really, to see some, oh. some good curriculum development there. Um, oh. Okay, so next one is, is the VCE vocational major maths different to VCE maths? Yes, it's numeracy. Uh, and it's funny, isn't it? Because you would think numeracy was maths. There is mathematics in it. But the focus really is on the contexts, real life context. So for example, um, there's a financial context. So um, students learn about the finances to do with their life. So it might be about interest rates. It might be they do a project about buying a car and what are the costs and the hidden costs in that. Um, it might be um, another one of the contexts they look at is health. So they might look at statistics around health and how to understand everything that's been in the newspapers about COVID and reading graphs uh, and how to calculate percentages. So um, I think everything that they do is based in real life uh, and there is mathematics around it, but it's not what you would call, probably call the more abstract mathematics. Okay, thank you for that. I'll just uh, let people know we have been having some trouble with audio. We think it's because of the line speed in Melbourne and Victoria tonight is apparently there are some problems. I think that's what's playing havoc with the audio. So it's not us. I haven't disconnected anybody's audio. Um, so if you think I did that, I didn't, I promise you. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't the case. Okay, so next one is... This has been a bit of an issue for us, obviously, through the last couple of years, So People are really concerned about the engage, their children's engagement. So do the new choices help students who are struggling or disengaged from school? Uh, 
Yeah, it's really interesting. We did a lot of work about applied learning and the educational research around it. So I don't know if anyone knows the work of Robert Marzano or John Hattie, uh, who are two key meta-analysts in this. And what Robert Marzano found was that um, there's the core of learning, the cognitive process of learning. But around the outside, he said, there's this thing called the self-system, which is a student goes into the classroom and the teacher stands up at the front about to deliver the lesson and starts. And the student consciously or subconsciously decides to engage in the learning. And there are three reasons why they do that. Number one, they have to think it's important. So for example, if the teacher is teaching outdoor ed and showing them how to put on a safety harness, they're going to focus their attention because you know they'll be dead if they don't. Um, but you know, if they're going to want to become an outdoor ed teacher, they might be really interested in hearing about it as well. So it has to be they see that it's relevant and important to them. The second one is self-efficacy, which is the technical term for they have to believe they can do it. And if they can't do it, like most of us, they won't, they can potentially not even try because they may well have failed in the past and they're embarrassed by that. They don't want to fail again in front of their friends. So we, with this subject, it's, that's why it's so individually based for students. The idea is that the teacher will understand the level the student is at and pitch the learning at that level and then gradually build their capability to the higher level. And the third one is um, it's called positive affect. So they have to enjoy it in some way, shape or form. Now, that doesn't mean it has to be a rolling barrel of laughs all the time. Teachers don't have to be always doing something that's entertaining. Though, mind you, entertaining and fun is good. It's, it, um, it hits all the, the key points in our brains. Uh, but curiosity, you know, piquing young people's curiosity is one way of having a positive impression on them. So that's why so many of the um, activities are, acti are activities. They're action-based. They've got students out in the real world so that they see it's their future they're learning about, they see the importance of that. It's structured at their level so they can experience success. Um, and, you know, incredible impacts, the, um, the analysis of that has on young people's learning. Mind you, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy over the next few years. Um, you know, teachers are certainly earning their money, um, trying to make sure that young people are feeling better about their world and more hopeful about the world that they're going into, but certainly focusing on their futures is going to be a good way of going about it. Well, that's encouraging to hear that there's that, that real focus, Sue. So I think mm -hmm. a lot of parents will be feeling a little bit excited about that for their, mm -hmm. for their young people. Okay, so we've got some others here. Is the alternative entry to uni, and this may not be a question for you, it might actually be something more for... Um, for the, the university entry uh, people, but is the alternative entry to uni available immediately on completion of the VCE vocational stream, or is there a two year wait to become a mature entry? Um, good question. I'd say it's more a mature entry that they, vocational major students will probably as a general rule go to TAFE first. Okay. And do a cert for or a diploma. Uh, and then decide if that's their future, if that's what they want to do. 
uh, and then you know move on to either in a dual sector university like Swinburne or um, move on to a bachelor degree at that stage. But there are some universities I think that will probably take students uh, directly where you know, not your Monash and your Melbournes of the world, but other universities. There are lots of other choices in Victoria. Uh, and we're just talking to universities about that at the moment. So there's lots of ways to articulate through um, yeah, for that. Huge, right? so, huge yeah, choices. And in fact, I think oh. we've, VPC has had some, we've had blogs and other, uh, I think we've got podcasts on all of that too. So mm. that's something that you can go and have a look at in yeah. the back end of our library. Okay, so Sue, you mentioned all schools need to offer the vocational um, major. All state no, government schools. State government schools, okay. Does this apply to independent schools? No, it doesn't. We no. just answered her question. Uh, so if so, when does this have to be implemented so it doesn't? There's no timeline for non-gubs to, to implement that? Entirely up to the school communities to... I don't know, ask for it if at your school, if you think your school would benefit from it. I would have to say we've had a lot of interest expect, expressed from independent schools, but uh, they're probably, I think what they'll do is wait and see how it goes. Uh, and yeah. the government schools can trial it out and get it working and get the bugs out of it. Uh, yep. and, uh, and then independent schools, I would imagine, would um, would sign up, but you know we have had conversations with quite a few, and they say they would love to be able to keep their young people at their schools with their friends, with the teachers that they know, uh, in the environments they know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and no, the the select entry schools won't be offering the vocational major. Okay. As far as I know. As far as you know, yeah. Mm. They don't okay. have to. Okay, so is it possible to do a majority of VCE subjects and one or two vocational major subjects and still obtain an HR, provided uh, they have four VCEs and a unit three and four to obtain the four study scores? That person has a crystal ball. Uh, <laughs> so we're doing this in two phases. So the first one for next year is to start the vocational major with a group of students who are doing the core vocational major subjects within the VCE. From 2025, we're having what's called a fully integrated certificate, which we're also working on what that looks like at the moment. But technically, imagine any VCE student could pick up any one of those four subjects. Um, and I can imagine a lot of times where they would do that. And we did calculate there is one, there are a couple of ways they can do it where they can still get an ATAR. So for example, students in year 11 VCE do six subjects as a general rule. They might decide that they want to do um, uh, work-related skills as their sixth subject um, because they're not scored in year 11 anyway. And so it gives them a whole year to work on themselves and their future work plan for their life uh, and to get some real you know, time in a workplace uh, so that they can see what they like. Because I kind of think it's a bit sad when young people head off to university and do six months in a course and go, oh, no, this isn't really what I like. And then they try another one and then they try another one. So building up their hex debt as they go and not really being very clear so I think the earlier they can think about their futures, um, the more useful it's going to be. 
or even in many schools, students in year 10 can start VCE early. So you might actually do work-related skills or personal development skills in year 10 in unit one and two. So you get a couple of VCE units under your belt and you find out some more about yourself. I can remember when I first showed the curriculum to a group of state government principals out in the East, one of the principals from probably the most academic high school out there looked at it and said, personal development skills, every student in Victoria should do this subject uh, to understand about themselves and their place in the community. And I think he's probably right. Um, I think we'll see a lot of young people wanting to do um, literacy rather than VCE English, but you know, we'll see how that goes. I'm not sure whether that will be opened up as an option. I, I could probably put my hand in my heart and say work-related skills and, and personal development skills will be, um, but I just don't know about literacy and numeracy, not yet clear, but in an ideal world, that's what will happen. Okay, thanks, Sue. So it's a fair bit, fair bit still to be nutted out, folks, it mm. sounds like. Um, so, Sue, so we've got a question here. Um, this lady's son is a funded child doing pre-cal in year 10 next year. What happens in year 11 and 12 if a mainstream school does not offer foundation VCAL? What do we do? No one seems to be able to answer her question. She's hoping you can help. Oh, I can help. I know the answer. There will be no such thing as foundation VCAL after this year. It's replaced by the Victorian Pathways Certificate, the VPC. So the school should be offering that, um, hopefully, uh, okay. or there will be other schools that will be offering that, that you'll be able to do. Okay, terrific. Um, and Vera, if you could actually put that summary in the chat, please, for that mum, because I think she's one of our people who's having trouble with the, uh, with the audio. So that would be great. Thank you. Um, so we've got a question here about VCE study designs are, are changing and we'll... Um, and we'll have and uh, we'll have any we'll have any different will there be any different to now to what we're doing now? VCE study designs are reviewed every five years, and they are changed. Um, just been on um, doing some of that work with them. Um, so you know, there's a lot of new study designs. So there's a new English study design next year, which you know is basically the same, but you know there's another whole new area in it, which I think will be really engaging for young people, uh, looking at contemporary texts. So that certainly happens. Uh, the maths uh, study designs have all been reviewed over. People have been very busy during COVID, actually. Um, they've reviewed those and the new maths study designs in all of them found um, general maths, uh, maths methods specialists are all changing for next year. But generally, they only tweak them. You know, it's not a wholesale change because maths is maths is maths. Um, but yeah, there, there certainly will be changes. Teachers will be pretty busy with curriculum next year, curriculum changes. It sounds like it. Um, mm. I'm, I'm glad I'm not in a school anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I've done enough curriculum changes to last oh. me a lifetime. Yeah. Um, everything old is new again. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so uh, so here we go. Okay, do selective, do select entry government schools, so for example, Melbourne High, um, also need to offer the VCE vocational major? No, they don't. They've been exempted. 
uh, mainly because students choose to go to those schools and apply to those schools on the basis that they're going to university and they want to get their university score. So there aren't, I was at Melbourne High for 10 years, there aren't many students there who want to go to TAFE, though mind you, they do some VET subjects, which is fantastic. Uh, they do offer those, so it does give that applied learning focus to them in some of their studies, because, you know, not everybody wants to go into one of the main professions. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, all right. So now the mum who asked about the pre-cal court, the pre those doing pre-cal, so that her son's school is not offering the vocational major next year and he is in a government school. Well, they all have to offer it. Okay, Mum, you need to go back to your school because they have to offer it. Now you've heard it from Sue. Tell them yeah. Sue said. <laughs> just pop in the chat what the school is and Vera will follow up with them. Yeah, do you want just if you if that mum could just let me know, just message me and I'll make sure the team gets the name of the school and we'll they they have we'll to get... offer it, but if they don't get enough students to run it, they don't have to actually run it. So if they only got one student, they can't run a class with one student because you know, a lot of the, the work is building skills like collaboration, mm -hmm. which you need a, a critical mass of 10 students to actually do. Mm -hmm. That might be the problem. It could be, but if you could let us know before you log off tonight, please, at school and we'll and, and the team will follow up for you. Um, so you've actually answered all the questions. Oh, we've, wow. How good is that? You, you can awesome. really mark. <laughs> get an early mark but please please uh, thank me and uh, join me in thanking sue and the team sue in particular because she's been doing all the talking but the team behind the scenes as well because they've been uh, i've been messaging them and uh and they've been answering questions on your behalf as well so uh we've got thank yous coming in um yes yeah, so thank you so much sue and the team uh, it's been very informative exciting times we know there'll be there'll be bugs and a couple of you know a couple of hitches here and there mm, but uh, it does sound like a really good plan for the future so well done i think it's exciting yeah and teachers are excited which is great they want something new uh, they do i think yeah. to reinvigorate themselves after the last few years so i think they'll enjoy it yeah, and Thank I think it's, it's a really good pathway forward for students as well. So oh. lucky parents who've got something something great that you can share with your, with your children. It's wonderful. Okay, thank you, everybody. Thanks, team. Have a good evening. Bye Thank now. You. Thank you to our guest speaker. We hope you enjoyed today's topic. Want to know more about this podcast and other VPC podcasts? please visit the VPC website, vicparentscouncil.vic.edu.au and leave a review. We would also welcome you to contact us if you would like to be our guest or if you have a topic around parenting and education. Thank you to Melbourne singer Emma Sydney for her permission to use her soundtrack, Cherish. Until next time, thank you for listening. <laughs>